Hi guys, welcome back to Iwa's Talk Pod. My name is Iwa Tumangeda. I know, it took a really long time to come back, but I'm back and that's the most important thing. Before we go on, as usual, follow me on Instagram at Iwa's Talk Pod and on Twitter as well. On Twitter, if you'd like to discuss about any topic or this topic, you could just hashtag Iwa's Talk Pod and I will be listening to all your views. So today's topic is uh nigeria's electoral history and we're looking at the elections and the circumstances that preceded the elections and how those circumstances affected the results of the elections i have a guest here with me his name is smish we all believe he's pushing 40 but he denies it (laughs) he's here to take us through the um electoral history of nigeria smish is quite intelligent i have an intellectual crush on him he's quite in- interesting to you know follow on twitter he has quite interesting views that most people wouldn't mention i believe he's he's yeah he's, he's largely objective in his views that's one of the reasons why i enjoy um seeing his tweets so smish is going to introduce himself and then we'll just go through like the general manifesto of the three main candidates for presidency in the upcoming election Hi guys, um, my name is Smish, and yeah, you has been very, very charitable in introducing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a normal guy, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a writer, but I have very, like you said, strong opinions about politics and history, and I believe I know a little, so let's have fun. Let's have fun. So yes, uh, we're coming back to the manifesto for the three main candidates running for presidency in the upcoming elections, and that would be Bola Ahmed Tinubu, then Atiku, then Peter Obi. Uh, so we'll go with um, Bats. Um, so here in his manifesto, he says his vision for Nigeria, I think there are five points. And the first is a nation transformed into greatness, the pride of Africa, a role model for all black people worldwide and respected among other countries a vibrant and thriving democracy and prosperous nation with a fast-growing industrial base capable of producing the most basic needs of the people and exporting to other countries of the world. That would be where the corn thing came from. (laughs) (laughs) A country with robust economy where prosperity is broadly shared by all irrespective of class, region, and religion. The fourth vision, a nation where its people enjoy all the basic needs, including a safe and secure environment, abundant food, affordable shelter, health care, and quality primary education for all. Five, a nation founded on justice, peace, and prosperity for all. So what do you think about this uh, vision of um, that? I, I think that for the most part, all of these things that you just read up. <laughs> platitudes like they're just things that politicians say yes so, and do you also you don't feel like it's quite um what's the word similar to to be honest they are mostly similar all three and that's because nigeria's issues are not difficult well they are quite difficult but like most people know the solutions is in affecting them that we usually have an issue because there's lots of politics and nonsense around it but yeah, um, in an ideological sense, I feel like APC as a party, and maybe to a little extent, Bola Tinubu is a little bit of a socialist. Mm-hmm. I, I say this because if you compare the PDP of 
2015, EPC of 2015 till now, you can see from their policies that the PDP is kind of more capitalist. Although Nigeria is basically a welfare state of sorts, exactly. there's subsidy, there's government in everything, government in education, government in business, NNPC and all of that. But APC always seeks to reinforce that. Their focus is really, oh, we are progressives. And I think in a lot of ways, some people disagree with me, but like you can actually kind of pin them to like the Democrat, Democrat Party in the US because they are left of center. In that sense and they want to their focus is big so instead of a policy like you win that pdp was doing you win is basically or oh, it was a scheme to say that if you have businesses or you have a business idea come mm-hmm. pitch to us mm-hmm. we'll fund it one million five million ten million when we fund it we can um what's the word you can go about your business one two three years we monitor you if you're doing okay probably give you tax breaks. Mm-hmm. You get just small business. Bring If you do your business and you employ five or ten people, yeah. you're taking five or ten people out of poverty, right? But then the APC would rather do an end power. Let's <laughs> gather people and put them in schools so they can... And in conception, they are not bad policies. Mm-hmm. You get It's just the ideological difference and the will to affect it. So now, for example, our schools are our schools effective enough that all they need is staff, extra staff, or oh, we need right. to go deeper into the roots and fix the roots. Exactly. I guess that's where we now start to say. So, in essence, I, I think I've read through Bola Tinobu's manifesto a couple of times, and I keep saying more things like that. He wants to employ more people into the military. He wants to... um wants more to, people involved in agriculture. Yes, but that's where the content is from. And I feel like who I wanted to... um who I wanted to say his manifesto resembles a lot is um MKOs. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, Very similar. I and I feel like even his even <laughs> even his, his whole brand, the renewed hope, mm-hmm. MKO used hope. So oh. he's he's really coming from a reincarnated MKO angle. And I when I read through this, that's the vibe giving, mm-hmm. especially the emphasis on primary school education and the um what's this uh something ran on similar because it was school feeding school mm-hmm. feeding was supposed to be the incentive to get more kids to school yeah and then it turns out that it was basically a conduit for making money for some people, for some people. you get so likewise in uh on the other side sorry i'm digressing no, no problem. on the Go other ahead. side the pdps the articles or whatnot that is a bit more capitalist it wants to sell um maybe nrc so um, the government owned institutions yeah, yeah all of that and i i, I have a bias i'm not afraid to my bias is i'm i know yeah i'm more of a capitalist like in conception although if i had the i find it close to god <laughs> if, if i had an ideology mm-hmm. right it would be Aulo's ideology which is welfareism mm-hmm. and Aulo's ideology was such in 50s nigeria where they brought up the action group and all of these things. It was basically that, look, our people are not educated enough to be involved in the capitalist economy. Exactly. We have to get them educated. We have to keep them alive. So free education up until a certain level, free health care for people. Then affordable right. education at yes. tertiary level. But then you pay a lot for it with your taxes. Exactly. The, West, the Western region was the most taxed in Nigeria in at Nigeria. the time. It was a lot. But if you look at 
trends over time. From that time till now, you can see that oh, the most the people with the most educated people in Nigeria, at least at the time, I think right now it's probably more of because um the East has more better literacy levels, yeah. right? So that's my own ideology, even though in today's economy I'm more of a capitalist. So <laughs> what's your issue with capitalism? Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, I'm fight? more of a socialist. <laughs> and it's it's Okay, you know, most people will say, oh, because both my parents mm-hmm. um, are socialists. They are, social, oh. they are socialist Marxists. Like, they're really extreme. Ah. Yes, ah, okay. my mom, see, yes, had books of Leninism. So, like, don't worry. they're quite scary. Wow. <laughs> quite scary. They are socialists, but it's quite extreme. Mm-hmm. Mine isn't as extreme as theirs. But uh, the tenets of capitalism, they, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot African, and the African image, it does not portray it. Capitalism mm. is quite... Um, individualistic yes that's very, my problem with it and the african spirit is very communal and yes so that is why evidently it hasn't been working because most majority of african nations mm-hmm. are capitalistic mm-hmm. in their governments and mm-hmm. everything and it's evidently not working for us because i feel like if we're being serious about our history mm-hmm. our communities have been they've been existing on this tightening we do everything together we move together and then every time for those for those um, centuries that we thrived, we thrived mm-hmm. on like we thrived on that ideology, that economic ideology, in where people you're not individualistic, your money yeah, is not like, exactly like it should. You, you the effort you put into the um into this community should mm-hmm. determine how wealthy you are. Okay, that's so, what I believe totally, and yes. I think Awolowo agrees with you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, and um, and Awolowo stand. Like, oh, but I, I, I think that it's a mistake that people commonly make to think that we were more socialist inclined in Africa, in our indigenous societies. And I oh. think it's because the way our societies were structured, they were every home. Like, I can speak very well for Yoruba culture. I can't say much about the North. I can't oh. say much about the East. I can say a little bit, but in Yoruba culture, the home, the husband has a wife and then other wives. Now, what that is, a business in itself. So he has a farm. He probably has boys that go to war. He has a couple of all these things. And to a certain extent, it was even the wives that were in charge of some of those parts. So some wives were in charge of getting things to the market. Some wives were in charge of selling and all of that. So if you look at that unit, that's a capitalist business on its own. And they existed in a state where you had a king. So it wasn't like a socialist-inclined indigenous um society would have been the king owns all the farms or the and the administration is for the city for, for the state no but no you own your farms you own your labor you own your capital everything is yours it's just that once you have like once you reap your harvest mm-hmm. you get some and give it to the king <laughs> for protection for protection yes. <laughs> you get for protection and a couple of other things so I really, some people would argue with me because there's a lot more intric- intricate than that. But right. I think that that is capitalist. But then at the same time, like I will always said, I don't think even now in 2023 we are at a place where we can afford to be 100% capitalist. I feel, I still feel like we need to intervene in education. Mm-hmm. We still need to intervene in healthcare. If you make it, if you make all those businesses, all those, that particular sector of the economy completely capitalist and you leave it to the wounds of, that means mm-hmm. you, you will not have a UI. 
when you have lots of covenants. Exactly. And not everybody can afford four million. Mm -hmm. Even one million. And then the biases that would exist in um, private institutions. And then there will be a, a class divide. Exactly. Society will because collapse. the educated ones will be the rich ones. Yes. The ones that can afford Yes, and then the masses will be poor. Exactly. So I feel like we need to find a way to mix it in together. Which is kind of what we do. We run the mixed, mixed economy. economy. So we have the government as its hands in um, oil, in rail, every business that is strong. In fact, in look at lag right now. There's Uber. Yes. There's this. There's there's Uber. There's Bolt. There's InDriver. And I don't forget. There's NURTW guys. That's and then government has got down. I don't think it's right that the government does business and competes with, with individuals. People. Yes, it's, it's an unfair advantage because <laughs> you can institute policies that will crush the other businesses. What the government business? And the problem with Nigeria's government is our government is incompetent. For the most part, amen. For the so, majority, of I'm sorry, I think we've gone too far <laughs> off the list. Yes, okay, okay, let's, okay. Let's it, just go into uh Peter Obi's uh, manifesto. Mm -hmm. Then he has uh, they have a seven commitment priority list. Mm -hmm. So, um, the first is to secure Nigeria, end banditry and insurgency, and unite our dear nation to manage our diversity and that no one is left behind. The second, shift emphasis from consumption to production by running a production-centered economy that is driven by an agrarian revolution and export-oriented industrialization. Same thing like you said, they are quite similar to each other because of, um, in Bats, he said that we're going to be uh, we're producing our own basic needs and then exporting. Very similar to this. The third, Restructure the polity through effective legal and institutional reforms to entrench the rule of law, aggressively fight corruption, reduce cost of governance, and establish an honest and efficient civil service. I like reduce cost of government. I love it a lot. Like that, that I love the sound of that. Because the wages they are being paid, that's not wages again. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. And then the pensions too. Actually, mm -mm. very ridiculous. They they earn too much from impoverishing. You spend all your years in office impoverishing people, and then you still get to be paid that much. The fourth is leapfrog Nigeria into the fourth industrial revolution mm -hmm. mm. through the application of scientific and technological innovations to create a digital economy. Do you think a leapfrog is possible mm -hmm. in four years? In eight years, it's not possible quite unlikely. Exactly, quite quite unrealistic. The fifth, build expansive and world class infrastructure for efficient power supply, rail, road and air transportation, and pipeline network through integrated public private partnerships and entrepreneurial public se sector government. Mm. See when it starts to get this um technical, technical. <laughs> I don't like it, but it's still based on the still the infrastructure mm -hmm. point similar to the one in Bax. Enhance the human capital of Nigerian youth for productivity and global competitiveness through investments in world-class scholarships and research, quality healthcare and entrepreneurship. The last, conduct an Afrocentric diplomacy that protects the rights of Nigerian citizens abroad and advances the economic interests of Nigerians and Nigerian businesses in a changing world. You know, one of, I, okay, you know me, 
I'm, I, I have a bias against capitalists. So, like, that's one of my own, you know, <laughs> things that I do not like about yeah. Peter Obi because he, he's a he, he yeah. seems like quite, quite the capitalist himself. And this last, so what do you think about it? Um, I feel like his manifesto is largely centered, like most of his campaign and mm-hmm. his party's campaign is largely centered around his personality. I'll do this honesty, all of those things. When we're you, when open, you, we're yeah, playing. when you begin to introduce those things into policy, I have a bit of an issue. Not like we don't need honesty, we really do. How do you compel people to be honest? Especially in a society where all of this maybe offer incentives. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he has good ideas that he wants to bounce off. But the myth of it for me is the talk of shifting from consumption to production, and I feel like yeah. that is a very 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 important point because nigeria as it is currently every country is a business in an economic sense yes, right yes. you produce something and then what you can produce you, you buy, buy right but then if you buy more than you, you produce, produce that means the money that is going out is more than money affects in. the economy affects your currency a lot of things right and he's saying that okay once you move from product um, consumption, consumption to production, production. audacious <laughs> audacious same same as bass you say make mm. us more agricultural i mean blah 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 I, in that sense a lot of people would disagree with me but i think bats is more realistic if you say you want to make it an agrarian economy i think peter Obi has mentioned something like that too. yeah he, if you want to make he it said an, agri- an economy driven by an agrarian revolution uh-huh. and export oriented industrialization uh-huh. I, I don't know how much all of that will work because we're in the 21st century, Thank this you. is 2023. <laughs> if you are saying that it has to be agrarian led, and that um, Tinubu is saying it, I think, no, Atiku isn't really saying that, but like Tinubu, Peter Obi, and all of that, is, I, I think it's a very, it's one of those points that you just put in your manifesto because it's, it's like a true pass. It's very easy. Like, oh, this is what we need to do. But beyond the agrarian thing, beyond getting people to plant and all of that, I think what we really need to focus on is the, um, what do you call it now? Adding value. So you have mangoes in the markets or in Benin or wherever. And these mangoes, if, I, I've listened to this woman speak. I respect her very much. What's her name? She's the CEO of Real Fruit. Um, Afyong. Oh, I don't know yeah. who that is. She's, she's like, most of, our, most of the things you plant mm-hmm. actually cannot, you can't use some of those oranges for oranges. Because they've not been genetically modified right, or they've so been, true. I don't know, it's not just the right. So, if you want to move into an agrarian, are you working on that end or is just more oranges for all of us? <laughs> Everybody you have to work on making orange. more orange products, exactly. products you get and the entire value chain. So, I think that Obi's manifesto is very neat, very nice. But it yeah, appeals to also, also appeals to his crowd. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I think that Obi farted on his manifesto. His crowd will love it. It starts like. <laughs> oh, my like, God, no. I, I think the problem, I think what most people don't see is that everyone is basically the same. It's just, they just happen to be supporting different candidates. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everyone is so delusional about their it's choice candidates. It's a personality. So Obi has the appearance, and I, I don't doubt it very much. As the appearance of someone that is actually and his his um, antecedents speak for him, mm-hmm. someone that is very committed, very honest, and all of that. Do you get? So I think it's worth it that people trust him. Mm-hmm. Do you get? But 
Trusting him to vote for him is one thing. And trusting him to deliver is something else entirely. I mean, another problem is with him is that he's he's largely he's been largely pushed. Mm -hmm. And then if he eventually gets there mm -hmm. and he is president, if. he wouldn't have he wouldn't have like people from his party in government as well because they're not pushing other candidates. They're not pushing the other candidates from the party. And then you know there's always mm -hmm. beef in every I like every <laughs> I, I, I think like, he's a sincere guy, easy and of recent he started to prove me as a very good politician. Right? But I just don't think that like you don't have you can't you will not get twenty percent of the National Assembly. You really will not difficult. get. You will not get quite. Five quite it's gonna comments. get difficult because people are pushing him so aggressively. Mm -hmm. They forget that he needs guys in his house because even if it is your house and you are the only one there, who's gonna protect you? Like, Nobody. I, I, and then they're not pushing other people. People too. are saying oh, that he did it in Anambra states, and I'm like, ruling Anambra or governing Anambra governing. or governing other states. Very different from governing or Kano, very different from governing the entirety of the country at the same time. What makes the best Nigerian politicians or best Nigerian leaders the best? The fact that they have legs everywhere. If the people speaking for you in the Southwest are not loud voices, mm -hmm. we'll have a problem with the policy there because it's what happened during Jonathan's time. Most of the Southwest politicians who are in today's APC, former ACN, mm -hmm. right? They are. Um, they were Southwesterners. So even some things that would have benefited Southwesterners that Jonathan did, mm -hmm. they kind of brushed aside politics and all of that. And I'm like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of friction. He might be the most appealing candidate on the ballot, right? Yeah. I just don't trust him to deliver the goods. I'm sorry. He's a decent person. I like him. But there's no, always no, that asterisk. Not. <laughs> in front of his name for me because it's like you don't have the national assembly how are you going to play this game because that's what these guys are in for but i mean let's hope for the best we all have one vote and we do our best do you have your pvc come on I'm yeah, i never miss an election eee, you enjoy it <laughs> yeah, <come on. laughs> you enjoy it have my okay uh let's look at articles um he just has his mission and there are just three points he said to provide the appropriate political leadership for building a strong, resilient, and prosperous economy. Yes. The second, establishing a strong and effective democratic government that secures our people and provides opportunities for them to realize their full potentials. Or allows greater autonomy for our federating units and gives each region of the country a sense of belonging. And the last, reinforcing Nigeria's unity by promoting the spirit of cooperation and consensus amongst its heterogeneous peoples. This is my favorite manifesto. <laughs> it's my favorite written manifesto of the three candidates Me because too. it was short. You see, Nigeria is like English. Leave. We have pro we have problems. We understand. We have problems. Leave. English, English alone. Alone. It was straight to the point. And I feel like some like you see that Peter Obis and Bat the Monjasira were like they mm. they intertwine. And here 
he just he, he he pinpoints something that like most of them that both of them didn't um didn't pinpoint and that's the second one is the establishing a strong effective democratic government in so much that greater autonomy for federating units that's my favorite part of the manifesto that Same. he pinpointed that that for federating uh, full autonomy for federating units and more appreciated because the federal government I like and how you mix your rubber in it. <laughs> Thank you. I so much of you remember people it. don't believe it. it. So so the federal government has like a lot of hands. So mm-hmm. evidently states need more autonomy. Nigerian state needs more autonomy from the federal government. And I think that it's really um it's a really good uh what's a trait that you put that in the manifesto. So what do you think about Articles Manifesto? I mean it's it's my favorite too. Mm-hmm. Because of that point. In fact, if there wasn't restructuring in articles manifesto, I wouldn't take him seriously. Because right. let's be honest, um, we've had eight years of a northern president, and I think it's a bit unfair that we're going to go into another one. Even though if you want to analyze it into party dynamics, PDP has had uh, what fifteen years mm-hmm. and you know, sixteen years and the about eleven or thirteen of it, no thirteen of it was with southerners, right? Yes. So if PDP is going to present a candidate then yeah, it might not be unfair to present a northern, a northern candidate. candidate. Exactly. Besides, the Northeast has never produced a president. So those things are not cut and dry. They are very, in varying levels of nuance, you can interrogate them. Yeah, okay. But, I think another problem is that Nigerians largely don't understand this joke. Um, <laughs> this joke for the school section. To them, uh, he's a northern. northern. <laughs> that's <laughs> another them, issue. That's a and problem. Let me, let me correct something. I, I keep telling people that. They say, oh, um, a lot of people were saying that, oh, um, Bart is going with the Muslim Muslim, another Fulani. Like Shatina is Kanuri. They don't understand this. He's not outside you know, Fulani. They are very different. People are not wrong when they say we are the Americans of yes. Africa. We literally know nothing about yes. ourselves. Yes. Like we live in the same house. Yes. We know nothing about you know, ourselves. We, 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 we call people from Aqua Ivan Cross River. We call them Ibo. Ibo. Or even Edo. Ridiculous. And then we call Kanuri people also. We call Bakama, the other Anga, they saw so was thing. like Amsa. they can't believe that in in Benin mm. they speak um that's the Benin the Benin the Republic, Republic. Oh, yeah. yeah they speak Yoruba yeah, yeah. mixed with um French it's yeah. like it's weird to see that she cannot believe this and I'm like if if you mix your Yoruba with English it's because it's because you grew up <laughs> it's speaking because English. you grew up speaking English what would they mean you you no know, Nigerians are largely so, what's the word ignorant very 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 ignorant, ignorant an arrogant bunch an arrogant bunch you get because you spew that rubbish with your chest you get beautifully with your chest so my 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 stance on Nigerian politics as you know me I, I keep saying that I stand Awolo and Awolo was really the first person in fact there was a clause I think. In our independence, I can't remember the particular documents. I think it was in '57 that was propounded, and someone inserted a clause about merging the regions as one. You know, we had the Western region yeah. that was the six southwestern states right now, and then Benin and Delta, Bendia, which yeah. became the Midwest. There was the Eastern region, there was the Northern region, and someone inserted the clause that, oh, at some point, we should become one country. And the Northern NPC agreed, I think. Um, and and was as you call party, uh, and NCNC, mm-hmm. they were for that. In fact, as you party was the most pan Nigerian party at the time of our independence. And then I will also said, and the action group said, no, let's have this diversity. 
let the West retain their diversity and grow together as a unit in the same confederation. Let the North retain their diversity. And it was now he that was kicking for. He was wanted he wanted in the West, he wanted the creation of a Benin Delta state because they were more he expounds on these ideas more in his books. And it's basically that he feels that he feels that people should be graded or not graded is the wrong word, people should be classified according to their linguistic like I don't want to say property, but that's mm-hmm. the word that comes to mind. So if Yoruba learning people speak Yoruba and they've grown in their cultures have interwoven over time, let them go in that direction. Benin and Delta people are closely related to something they've inter yeah. put them together. Igbo people. Yeah. He now made a corridor that because it was Eastern region, I'm yeah. Cross River, Ogoja, yeah. this thing. Most of Akwaibom and Cross Rivers and River States now. Give them their own. Give the canoes their own. Give the people in the middle girls down such that they are together, but then they are growing separately. You have your prime minister, mm-hmm. who is the head of your government. Your you government. have your police. The only thing we have together is that identity that we are all one Nigeria. Nigeria. One, two, we have the military for safeguarding our territories. So you get. Okay. And I really think that that's the best arrangement for a country like Nigeria. We are too diverse, too divided for you to see that one president at the top somewhere. Is one directing everything. So if we return back to that system where you can say, okay, maybe now they will grade it according to states. Shayima Kile is the absolute authority in other states. Yeah. The presidents cannot come and say that I'm uh, doing is the, the authority here. Authority. He has his national assembly that can curtail his movement or whatnot and some other so but like the president. So I want the position of the presidency to be very weak. To be very because these people look at look at this issue with the Naira denomination. Exactly. I see the way the government governors are kicking yeah. against it, even though it's hypocritical because we know what they are fighting for. for exactly. Although we are me and them, we're an agreement system, so I'm supporting them for it. I don't think we should do it at this time. I don't think if you are targeting cannot, one person, don't make the rest of us suffer. It's Go and use your brain very it's well. You should have started cooking these things in September. Time, exactly. You, you can't want, start. You can't start doing last so, minute. I, I, I long for a country where blocking an Elru fire, a Wiki, a Sheyima Kinde can say that no, this is not going to happen in my state. In my state, it's not possible. Right now, the only reason why they are doing it is because they are kind of united and they have a political backing somewhere that can at least. But if Gwari wanted to really mess with them, he will. I don't want the president to have that option on, on, the table. on the table. So that's why articles, articles, um, what do you call it? Like, that's why I love it so the much. Point, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's Giving my, more autonomy. Like, I don't want, like, let all your states determine its fields. Let it determine its trading partners. Let it determine the, where business is going. Such that if you have the governor as the highest authority, right, in your states, that means that governance is going to get closer to you and I. Because exactly. now the local government chairman, chairman will be more involved. The world councillors will be more involved. If my roads are bad, what's the concern with you? <laughs> I will hold my local government chairman shirt. Allah, what's this nonsense? Because he is closer to me. Exactly. So the legislature can go to Abuja. So you get president. Although a lot of governors are hiding, governors have a lot of powers. But they hide behind the federal government. We can't do that opportunity. Let the commercial um, prowess of the Igbo people reflect in their region. Mm -hmm. Let the they call it they say we are the most educated and liberal. Let that reflect. And I think that if we grow differently like that, 
I'm not saying you can't be Chukwemeka and be. In fact, I believe firmly. I keep telling people, me and my neighbor boy, by birth and also by blood, right? But I believe that if a Chukwemeka has spent his 25 years on earth in Ibadan, he's an Ibadan boy. If he, if he, if he can work for like. If you can go to America and live there for a long to, a long time and then be able to be naturalized there, yeah, it not? does not make any Do sense that someone that grew in your but backyard cannot do that. That would only work if you know that governance is localized here. That's I why do, I, I do so, I do understand your point. I do understand. That's that why I, I I I that point it, it just seals a lot for me. Any look, I, I've been saying it before. Either of them release their manifesto. If anybody gives me restructuring. I'm voting for I'm him, but I'm still him. honestly I'm tilting towards him. Mm -hmm. But I there are still some things I'm trying there are to, lots of yeah, things. to think he's, about. He's so, quite somehow. I, I, look, there, he has a lot of baggage. All of them, have yes. Baggage. But let's start with that. I, but he, he doesn't fear, have the least. That's my problem as well. He doesn't, he doesn't have the least amount of baggage. Amount of baggage. Of baggage. Yeah, he doesn't. Does not. He has some. Most of them maybe restructure, but it still doesn't have it. And I don't see. I also, I'm also very afraid because Buari, President Buari, I'm saying it here right now, has proven himself to be a liar. There are things that he promised us that he did not deliver on. He, he did not. And he did not. He's not, not even that he tried. He not even attempt to prove anything to everybody. You get. So I'm like, what's to say that Atiko would deliver this? What if this is just a ploy to get him? You see, it's the for one person to mind. sit down and write this. And then the person might be smart. He might be mm. listening. The person might be on Twitter. He's listening to what people want to hear. Mm. And they probably saw your tweet about anyone that gives him restructuring. Oh, and he puts it like, this is good message. And you get like, and he <laughs> gets there like, restructuring exactly. Because it, there, it doesn't mean that he no, would eventually no do that. You know how powerful Nigerian president is? And Nigerians are largely apathetic. Like, we do not, we actually do not partake any governmental activities at all powerful. he leaves he leaves so much power in the hands of he leaves so much power in the hands of those that we elected and we all know that who we elected are not good people and we still don't guardly we, we still don't sit down and be guiding them and be watching them like oh, we just leave them to leave their own them devices. and then something happens like oh why are they doing this I and think then you just say politicians are just one my kind. dream for this country absolutely i wish like if 30 percent of our population was actually engaged in poli in the political process not in politics mm -hmm. political process you know who your ward council is you know who your local government chairman is you can find ways to approach him and talk to him you know that up until recently i didn't know that you could talk to your um representatives and senators they have a dedicated number number yes and some of them are reachable and it's if i bring answers that's when I, I sent a text to my to my senator mkb collaborate even though he's not going to win this time <laughs> but like i told him that what are you doing about this and he sent a text back i don't know if it was an aid or something exactly, but that but inspired some confidence that okay i can talk to my legislator let him know what i'm feeling even if he's not even if he's not doing anything lie, about at least. i've registered my displeasure at the situation and someone in his team has seen replied it. Replied it. And even replied, replied it. So, yeah. so I, I hope that Nigerians will get more involved. I like I like the fact that the OB wave has brought a lot of millennials and Gen Z exactly, into the process. They were largely apathetic um, yes, and I love it so much. Even though I, I think that that's another discussion. <laughs> but like I like that we're getting involved now and that's a step forward. But 
for me, I think that Articles Manifesto is um, is my favorite. I don't want to call it the best because that's very objective. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really written well. Me, that's my that's what I'm gonna go with their manifesto written well. I don't really really believe that is their individual and personal idea and vision. Is their team's vision for Nigeria and their team is not gonna be weirdly. I think that Bart might have a better team. A lot of people disagree has, with me. He has, but I think that he might. You know, you were saying that, like, uh, you know, Lagos has kind of that autonomy yeah. from the federal, so they let Lagos be. Like it's you not said, like he let it. He fought for he it. He fought yeah. for it. I'm happy for that. Yeah. So is he's, I mean, do. look, the, the the biggest. I feel like Tinubu will be doing much better than he is right now if he was healthy and he wasn't making all those gaffes during the campaign. Younger. He can hardly finish his sentences. It's quite ridiculous. <laughs> let's, let's just, Ironically, <laughs> let me tell you something. 1979 elections, they were campaigning against our law because right, he was let's the old just man. go right into the <laughs> history. The old man just of that history. election. Right? Yes. And our law was born, I think, 1909. So by 1979, 70. So you're like saying, ah, we don't want old But age. you see, he was he wasn't frail. Oh, come like he was Bola not. He, he was wasn't not. frail. He, he was, was a very ah. agile person. That Olo man, is... he did not give seventy at all. You know, that time. So respected. The, the photos, the videos, the speeches. Yeah. When you hear the radio recordings, yeah. like they did not sound oh, like no. Balu Balu no, at all. It wasn't doing. <laughs> it wasn't doing Balu Balu. It wasn't at all. Our was agile. It was very very measured. He still, I think, it was the most intelligent out of everybody we had on the ballot. Let me tell you another point of intersection that the 1979 elections have with this one. Yes. One is the fact that three three contestants from three regions, North, East, West, mm-hmm. right? And then North, um, the Azikwe, this is a bit subjective, but most historians agree that Azikwe was the, um, people felt it was running to be a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, because Awolo would have gotten more southern votes, especially eastern votes. Might have, I mean, his vice presidential candidate Philip Mead was from the east, and then he was also the more acceptable. Awolo was, he, see, I don't he think was, we've had he any had intellectual. The charisma, he had the charisma, he had the intellect. He had I don't think the, we have any, we've had any intellectual on the level of Awolo that have like that, that create their own ideologies till and today, till no, today. Like the, I, the, so, the, I think the, the like the only recent Nigerian ideology is still Awoizen. Yes, the most recent. Yeah, it's still Awoizen. the only. And is, the Nigerian education, public education, is based off basically Awoizen. him. Yeah, basically you get. Him. So I'm saying that he was he was that guy. And he was an old guy too. And ironically, there were campaigns against him. Even this guy was involved in that campaign because he was with the NPC, uh, which are um, MQ. It was not because he wouldn't conquer these people and they were always bashing our law. It's too old. <laughs> what is he looking for? He should delegate to someone younger. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward 2023. Very similar scenario. Most people feel like, even though this, that has been um, constantly disabused, that, um, um, that Peter Obi is running as a spoiler for Atiku. It's true. Most of those Peter Obi's votes normally would have gone to their PDP stronghold, but now Peter Obi would have cornered them. Right, Tinobu is the Western race. man mm-hmm. that is the old man in the race, although he's frail and I think perhaps of less intellectual. He's, he's um, Tinobu. Yeah, and then of course there's another guy that is more balanced than Tinobu, 
and Shagari did win. It was a close election. Yes, he did. He did. It was win. a close election. So, like, there's we have that. Inter- I think this election is very, very similar to 1979 election. election. Yeah. So let me not take. Please give me more questions so that we. Oh move no forward. no no! We're just going now straight oh, into okay. the history. So, give us a breakdown of the circumstances leading up to the 1979 elections. Okay. So, um. So yeah. Um. The 1979 elections. I think at the time it was the first time that we would have um civilian transition sure. since 1966 from the coup, January Second 15, 1966. Yeah, and. In a lot of ways, it was very polarized or polarizing, more similar to today, but not on the same scale, obviously. Because from the coup, we had the civil war, and then we had years of what they called reconstruction. And then another military leader, Mutar Mohamed, was killed. There was another coup, all of those things. And then Obasanjo came and handed over to his, like, wanted to hand it over. So that election, it was, it was mainly a, Chip off the First Republic. First Republic had three main parties: the Action Group of the West, Awolowo, the Northern People's Congress of, of which they re whatever to Nigeria People's Congress, uh, Amadou Bello, and then the NCNC, Nigeria Council for the National Council for Nigeria Cameroons in 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 the East, which is Nandi Azikwe. And this nineteen seventy nine elections, because of those, you know how politics works. Someone like Tinubu was an AD. Governor in 1999, up until 2007, they rebranded the party to become the Action Congress, and then they rebranded Action okay. Congress of Nigeria, Nigeria, and then they rebranded with the CPC of the North, okay. CPC, to the Action Action Congress, Congress of Nigeria. So, in a lot of ways, most of those parties are devolved. In the West, it was Action Group, and then at some point, Aulaw went to prison, it was the witch hunt, all of that, and then so the party had to actually join and with the NTNT of the East. That was the first handshake over the Niger that we had for the United UMD. So it was it was 1964 elections for that you get and the NPC are also like kind of liaised with the West, which Akintola was supervising. So it was a lot of those old networks that are now taking a new shape in 1979. So Unity the they had banned those old parties. So I will also kiss people the unity party of nigeria they started conversing for votes they were very strong in the west obviously they had a few pockets they they always and it's kind of i don't know how to say it but i will always always had an affinity for minority tribes in the north because when he was trying to run elections from 1951 53 57 i think 59 too it was it was always saying that we have the west on but we need to break into the north west he was looking after so those minority tribes um united middle Belts, belt um ubmc was a party you know it was a benway man a chief man it wasn't a state at the time but like it was trying to get because it was part of the north so essentially those people are more closer to Who's us let's go them there? we went okay. to learn because learn was part of the north too you guys are your but you have you share our ideology then they went to the far north they went to the chart basin which is where Kanuri people are, which is what Tinubu is doing right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, it's borrowing a leaf out of Awolowo and MK, Muslim, Muslim, exactly. and then Yoruba Kanuri, instead of Yoruba Usafulani that you would normally have. So that was the dynamic for the West. For the East, I am not sure, but most people, most a lot of historians say, say they were running at, or Azikwe was running as a spoiler. Now there's a bit of history to that. In 1950, I think one or three, 
the first elections we held in the Western region for the Premiership, as if we actually ran in the West to be the Premier of the Western, the Western region. region. And he almost won. But I think Awolo made some moves at the end of the year and he won by a very close margin. margin. And I think that in winning that way, there was a bit of a skirmish and I think Awolo kind of embarrassed him. So he had like a bone to pick. Legitimate though. I'm not, I mean, I will all this thing, but I feel like I've beaten you at the elections. Let's shake hands and work together. But I think I will always was of the opinion that if you are flexing your muzzle in the West, you have no competition in the East. Is, it doesn't make any sense. Because you have a base there. Exactly. You get, so I, I resonate with that. And in fact, some people say that that was the I will all give birth to the birth of tribal politics in Nigeria because Azikwe was running as a pan Nigeria. I was born, I think, in Zungiro, Niger State. He speak fluent Ausa. He schooled in, I think, the West and then the US. And so was he could speak Yoruba for the West. It was like Igbo. He was and then he also pan. schooled in the US. Very huge difference. There's a huge difference between, between Nigerian politicians, old politicians that are schooled in the US and in the UK. The US politicians were more like an Africanism, exactly. where the black man, black let's cautious. be together. But in the UK, it was more like Yoruba man going to study in the UK and coming back. back. So That's they produced so. slightly different results. Just different result was that Azikwe was more pan African. He looked at the world from the perspective not of an Igbo man, but as a black man. Okay, and I can see the mirrors that you're you So now. the problem now for me is the fact that pan Africanism as a concept was supposed to look at black people in relation to white people. But then within the black constituency, we have sub-ethnicities, we have sub-people, yeah. and we don't consider the ourselves one. Was not even a yes. problem yet. That was when the Ijebu were fighting your yours. It's, it's like a tertiary problem, Thank you. not even secondary. For us, if you lived in the US, then you would face it. Mm -hmm. So you would have to overcome your bias for your Igbo man and work with him to fight, fight against, against white supremacy. Exactly. But we didn't have we that problem. We hadn't crossed that bridge yet. Thank you. So it was kind of like a difference in worldviews. And that so Azikwe had a bone to pick. And don't forget also, very important pointer. Azikwe was one of the people that was warning against the Biafran war in the East. In the East. His voice was snuffed out. Yeah. In in the if you read the history of the Civil War from the perspective of the Eastern region, there were people that were that were referred to as hawks and those. The Hawks were the guys that, you know, the obedience movement. In fact, there is a very similar movement to the obedience it's movement. Mirroring. And it's called the Zikis movement. movement. Zeke himself had to denounce them at some point. Yeah, because they were very virulent. And Zeke is like, I know saying you are this way and I do. Exactly. Quite. And Obito has actually even posted a few times that you it guys. It takes the focus of what we're doing. Yes. Yeah, you get to passionate and yes, intense about it yes. so much you're leading with emotions and yes. like you're forgetting the problem yes so Azikwe so Azikwe um, Awolowo was also involved in the war in Biafra and he was instrumental if there's no way you're an Awolowo stand and you will try to erase that history he was one that instituted the food blockade policy yes. that led to the death of many Igbo people you can say that we were at war but then if you look at the um, should I say physiology no the skeleton of the war it was still a very brotherly war in fact in some instances there was a there was a journalist john de saint john that was moving through the eastern and the nigerian distinction war and sometimes it will come from the eastern front 
a Nigerian militiaman will be saying, Afa, how is this guy? How is that guy? Because mm -hmm. they were friends, they were together exactly. in the military. Yeah, military you get so it was kind of like a war of brothers, and then you go and steal a food 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 blockade. Maybe he felt that if you do it for a couple of months, a few people will die, but then the war will be over, exactly. less people will die in the long run. But what actually happened is steals the Igbo people's resolve. So all of those things now led to, okay, Aziko is now saying, I think he was even the last to throw his hat in the 1979 elections. Awolo was already getting a lot of um, clout and all of that. And Aziko comes and says, um, I'm running too. And Aziko comes and says, you know, I'm running too. Right? And I think at that point, there's a story, I can't remember properly now, but Awolowa did write a letter, I think, to Azikwe. Maybe it was that was never delivered or something about them working together. I can't remember, but it never did materialize. And the result, yeah. and the result at the end of the day was that Chagari won. Chagari won with the tiniest margin. <laughs> Chagari won with Awolowa had the um, popular vote, but I think Chagari won more states. And in fact, there's why do you think the reason why people never a lot of Yoruba people don't like Obasanjo till today <laughs> was for that because you're supposed to win two third of the states. I think we had 19 states. So two third meant I think 12. As you could, um, this, uh, he won 11. But because I think two third of 19 was 11 and some that people have basically approximated to 12. 12 and some. Is it 12 and some? Yeah. Like something similar, Sha. So it was that and some. It, was, it, it, was, it, it caused was, a constitutional yeah, crisis for some days because I would had, in fact, we're going to say, let's go to the runoff. And Abbasan just says, you know what, in one more state, that and some were approximated to this so thing. This and so therefore, Shakari you get president. president. And I feel like this particular election is going to be similar. Peter Obi is on course to win maybe five eastern states. Five southeastern states, maybe. And I can't say because I know PDP has a very strong footing there, but I don't think that Igbo people would leave their man, who is actually who is a very competent candidate, exactly. right, and vote someone else. For someone that right? has lost many elections. The South South, the general mood that I can see is that they are going obese direction, but APC will be competitive in some states, PDP will be competitive in some states. So it's going to be like they are going to butcher that region. I think Edo will go Labour. And part PDP. APC will probably get their 25 cents. Maybe because of someone like Oshiamole. Bayosa is very completed. South South State, they have strong APC presence. Also PDP, but I'm calling it for PDP. Rivers. Why is hmm? that The most PDP region in this country is the South South. The South South. In 1999, when PDP was being formed, Obasanjo was running. But he did not win one state in the Southwest. In the South he did not win one. It was Ulufalai of Edi. So Edi had all the six governors in the southwest. That was Yoruba candidate. Obasanjo was the northern military candidate. So he won the north, won the south south. But south south has always delivered for PDP. They don't have any other party. We have the east has APGA or have APGA. They not had CPC for the ACN merger. The west had Edi. South south doesn't have any. Middle belt doesn't have any. You get so those people, the South South is a very strong bastion of PDP, very, very strong. But then, so that's what I'm saying. Just, they will be competitive in South. Don't worry, like when we say people keep saying, Oh, structure, the structure of criminality. I'm telling you for sure, 
that no structure just means that people vote in one direction they have vested interest if your dad was a pdp man and his father was a pdp man there's a very high chance that you look at the world from a pdp lens even if there's incontrovertible evidence if you are in the system because you know you stand to gain more and i'm not saying even material gain i'm talking power institutional power if pdp is if the president is a moron but by virtue of the moron being a president and i'm in this party i can maybe institution institute on change in my locale or maybe i can steal money whichever way you choose to look at it that's yeah. what, what structure means that some people have vested interests and they have also first candidates that are very strong almost all the house of left candidates senate candidates are pdp men they need to work for their party because the election See, is that's December. what i was saying about the labor party they don't have their constituents like the uh what's the word the local government constituents. Mm-hmm. they don't have it on hold and mm-hmm. that would that would cause i mean they will probably job. win because they are doing some shuffling in east, so they will probably win seats in the east now even those strong traditional pdp candidates are now saying that uh, they will maybe they will win what the, do you think of the liberal party governor running in lagos <laughs> By the way, I think he's a very, very intelligent and interesting person. I have, I don't want to say none. So it's not like we're not familiar, we're not charming, but he's someone I've been watching for a while, before 2019. You get, he's someone that's, let me know. But like, he's a very strong intellectual. You can tell that he has the passion for what he wants to do. But I mean, I don't think he's going to be. Like, yeah, I like him. Lagos is, he represents what I expect in a millennial in, a millennial, in politics. Exactly. Yes, when I looked into him, he was quite interesting. Yeah. Just and, like you said. And yeah, he's not... You know, most people, they will bank on the I'm young like you. This mm, thing, but he no, had so much more. No, he had so much more no, to say and offer. No. Exactly. That was, was really interesting. So, you, I mean, he has been... All this ideology, all the, he understands them. You can tell that this is... A politician, a thinker, and yeah, a politician. A politician it's different but, to be a politician, but yes. a politician and he works and the grassroots, grassroots too. Even though I don't think he's so strong, but that's the thing. So for someone like Tinubu that has been working, so who didn't start working Lagos State in I don't 1999? Know if he's held any political office before, but no. Yeah, I think that. But he ran, he ran for Senate under PDP in 2019. He lost, um, and then he almost he would have been the governorship candidate, even for Jandora, of course. And Jandora is like a stronger. Is from APC, yeah. so but Badu Boy is a very APC yeah. is, is holding Lagos by the neck. We all know that it, it is what it is. So, I mean, I feel like there will be some form of reshuffling at this point. Some the, the Labour Party guys have energized their base here. I don't, I still don't think it's strong enough to make it dent, but at least, it's but something. yeah, it's something. It yeah something. I still think that. I think that the APC in Lagos they will rebrand itself and still take sense. They have to be because now they can see that like no, no, it's not. You know they never tapped into the youth. I mean the Gen Z millennial market. Mm-hmm. They never tapped into it. They are more into the market women. I, the if I was going to politics today, mm-hmm. I keep telling people, we middle class people, <laughs> yeah, no. they're useless. They have no, but then well, now yeah, I think they are seeing, they are, seeing, they are no. seeing, they are seeing that like if you can get a familiar, if you can come from a familiar angle, mm-hmm. that you can also get the, you can also get votes from the youth. Because I, before they go this for election, the, in fact, me, I, I always work with numbers and data. Okay. This election, well, that's what I'm looking forward to. It. it will tell, it will let me know if the middle class is ready to do play politics. 
I, a lot of times we are very moralistic in our leanings. Ah, I don't want this candidate. Hey, you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm well, like... We're not really politically, what's the word? Savvy. The majority of us, exactly. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, it's the markets we went that put these people in. Mm, the normal exactly. guys on the streets. Like, and that's why I keep telling people. You're not the one who If you're going to, I want to say something about, mommy. oh, we'll be getting 25% arrested. And I'm like, you are depending on who's from four local governments at once, out of the city. I assure you, but or not, where you are in this, I'm But the right. southeast, southwest, only early and the likes. Ah, to know, all those markets you Even northeast, as a lay, lay, you will not win there. It's all over. Uh, northwest, right? Even northeast, as the world, you will not win there. No. So you are relying at most five local government out of 33. You cannot get it. It's not Kweshekwe. <laughs> you get, and those are things we need to start looking at. So I feel like. No, it's things if, that we have to educate yeah. people on that. Okay, like this is how you win an election. Yeah. I don't think people know how you win an election. That like, you don't win an election. Like you win by. In units, in bits. Yeah. That's how you count it. You have to you pack to this unit you plus this to. unit. Those nasty people that you don't want your campaign to associate with. They are the ones. They will get you votes. I'm not even talking of election violence or whatnot. I'm yeah. talking of those guys. Look, the level of people don't seem to understand the level of political organization that happens in the places that we call the trenches is absolutely insane. And there are people there that command their votes. And it's not in, in voting, inducing any vote and everything, it's only based solely, it's solely based on respect and relationships. There's one Baba, say one Baba somewhere, is in this area. He does well for the area. He buys people food. He does good for people. The university woman said that, that when elections come, and he says that ah, this Tinubu is this distance we know, but in Yawani, this is what will benefit. He can speak to those people because he has invested in them. And then to them, like, you don't even have to convince them. It's, it's like much. a programming. Yeah. They, they don't even have to say, ah, umbe menu. Like, yeah. they just they uh, believe you. They, they take your word. You. They listen to you. It's not like, oh, yeah. you begged them or you gave them anything. Like, if it's just your choice. Yeah. You've invested in their your lives. Op- your, sorry, and there your are lots of people like that in all these places. Lots of, in fact, in Ibadan. You go to some local government and just yeah, if you want to win this local, you're gonna talk to you're the baba. It's not like some, not a politician. I was talking to some some person from the south south, and I was saying that eh, how do how do politicians just command people? I'm like, it's not command. <laughs> you have to understand the culture first, and you have to understand where you are. Maybe that doesn't obtain in the east, but I'm pretty sure it does because relationships are the same everywhere. everywhere. But I'm saying that if you don't engage these guys, you are not going to get some votes. If you want to start cutting the middle class votes. Or say Gen Z and everything. Mind you, in fact, let's I can place a bet right now. People are saying that Peter Obi will win the youthful vote. I hope that the election results are divided according to demography. So you know that you probably not win. No. You know why? Because most of the youth registered to vote are from the north. Now, those things are people people the mistake people make is that the age, that youthful vote I'm talking about, is also divided along class lines, religious education if you want to bring out the useful demographic out of it you have to consider that i was attacking some poll that came out the other day about something something else and i'm like if you want to pull a place like other states you don't say oh, we divide it to three sanitarial zones and we call 60 people no call in your south which ibadan is the part of call people in urban areas ibadan now ibadan as an urban area itself as its own oh, rural area, area. You know, in, in ibadan 
They are voting pattern by the southwest, very different from by the north, which is just a few kilometers away. So you get so all of those things are very strong nuances that people don't understand. And then let's say oh, the the poor man or the they, they, they are the worst people in this country. They don't understand. No, you don't understand. You don't understand exactly. And you have to get off your IOS if you are going to get involved with these things. That's exactly what it is. I think we've digressed. A lot. But, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, let's jump to mm. the most recent republic, the republic that we are in right now, okay. the 1999 um, elections. Mm -hmm. What were the circumstances leading to it? And how did they affect? Okay, the circumstances the leading to the 1999 election was, um, we're coming from another military role. This time, far more brutal. Than the previous than ones, the previous actually. One. In fact, it took the intervention of God. God. They were youth university students had to join in the uprising. See, forget uprising. They were <laughs> that uprising that I say put in your pocket. You know what? Abacha was going to run for president. Like he was going to say that, oh, I'm no more a military president. Though. I wanna be Paul Bia has been ruling for like forty years in Cameroon. That's what he would have okay. done in Nigeria. And he would have won because there were five political parties and all four or five have basically been I've basically been, I don't know if it's manipulated or forced, I don't know what to use, and saying that he's our candidate. So if you have a unanimous candidate, oh yeah, go and brace your candidates There's now, no the military that. government, they will kill you. It's not even a matter of using military power. They had assassination squads. So most of the people, and that brings me to the NADECO. NADECO is National Democratic Front of the Rodem, Coalition, a lot of, it was a, yeah, and it was basically them saying that, you know what, we need to take this war to this government. We are fighting for the soul of this country. So most of them were on exile. Only Shrinka was hidden in the US. They, the they, was involved. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they killed, they killed um, um, Abiola's wife. They assassinated yeah. her. They shot, I think, Alfred Rwani. He was an Ishikiri man, but he very, very, he had been with Awolowo since the age days. And this is what I'm talking about, structural relationships again. <laughs> yeah. Alfred Rwani from Ishikiri from Delta States. Under it's the so old true. west, uh -huh. and this is 1999, and he's still fighting under. It was still an, I think, AD man or something like that. So you get so it was the death of Abacha, and now brought in. You know what? The north and the military, like as a constituent, felt that you know what? For annulling this election, we have to repay Yoruba people. Mm -hmm. So we want to say that only Yoruba people should okay. be on the ballot. Right. I think they had elections, primaries, and everything. Eddie had their own candidates, which was the other candidate, but then the other candidates that was people were seriously behind. I think some other people ran in, ran in smaller parties, but it was basically Obasanjo versus Olufalai to Yoruba men. And Olufalai won Yoruba votes, mostly because of the Awolo was party. Awolo was long dead by then, Awolo died in 1987. Well, it was his party. That same party, action group, that is bad. That became UPN. and his crowd. Yes. He carried the same to crowd. AD. How many years? Is that? Over tw 20 years. That's why right. when I tell people that, they are abusing APC people. AD. That AD they party. That action group. Their strength group. has been Someone, from... From that point. So some people have been in that party for over 15 years. I think they really cracked the um, longevity yeah. thing and stringing yeah. people, making sure generations yeah. are loyal. Yes, that's, how that's, that's, that's how you build a party. That's 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 how you build a political party. From yeah. an, 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 <laughs> no, it was it survived. It survived this it's long. It survived this long because they had an ideology. They followed the others ideology. When MQ wanted to run before the, he, because it was always against our laws, so they were not with him. 
You have to call him in 1992. You want our vote. Come and sit. I think it is Adekola Jackson, Latif Jackson, the, all those former um, Awolo men. Sat down. Pitch to us. What do you want to what do? Else? How does your ideology fit into ours? If it doesn't fit, you are not backing right. And they had a strong base. And it did fit. It, he, I think he apologized. He told them that oh, this is what I'm doing for education, free this, invest in sports. And I'm like, okay, we can get behind this. That's why the 1993 elections happened that way. Otherwise, they would not have voted, voted for Abiola. They were a very strong ideological party. Now, they've turned to nonsense. <laughs> she did. But, like, no, it was that. So, that is defending them. <laughs> what pains me the most about this thing is that I've listened to, I've come across the Israel from my university days. And he's quite the clown. He's, he's quite an intelligent young man. Easy. Yes. Easy. No, politics no be anybody made to. Politics will make you do rubbish. All these Jagabana uh, me and everything. You can the idea you can laugh exactly, at it. Exactly, but you but can see how you can see how sinister exactly sinister the organization is. It's quite sinister. Because he's smart and he looks very Kilonshi, what are they doing? He looks very no, unorganized. Called, it looks very chaotic. It's called political and, organization. And no party in Nigeria's history has ever been as organized as the lost party. In 1963, Richard Class said this is the most organized political party in Africa. Africa. The action group. Why? Because they They've gone to the grassroots. They talked to the kings before they started. Talked to the local stakeholders. It was only one group of people. I never voted for action group. I know what the Badon people. <laughs> Badon people always had so their own party. Badon people's party. And they will win all their seats. <laughs> of course, it was a parliamentary system. They will say that, you know what? Who are we going with this time? For the action group. So, they formed a coalition. But you get what well, it was that they always had that very strong organizational. Let's build this from the base. So uh, that is kind of what um, Diazol is doing. But uh, yeah, uh, you're not that guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your party is not that party it's anymore. Not that party so, anymore. Yes, people have to see you as a part of them for them to key into that. Uh, people it, are losing. It's hungry boys that are full exactly. that, that are if, going to meet them. If the market women who are their majority mm-hmm. supporters are already not seeing them as their guy, they're they're this 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 worries it is. They are hold on. Yeah. Whereas it has really unraveled them. But like, yeah, back to 1999. So it was that, that was the election, that was what went into elections. And Obasanjo that eventually won, lost in the Southwest from his own people, but he got the highest yeah. spread, which is another thing I will say about this election. The person with the highest spread wins. And the person with the current highest spread, in my opinion, is Atiku Abubakar. In the places where Atiku Abubakar is not sec- first, it will be second. You get so. 1999 elections, it was a, it was a total, in fact, it was more like a, it was a, I don't want to say walk in the park for Barcelona, but he did win well. Yeah. Because he had other parts of Nigeria, people in other parts speaking for him, the northerners, the local politicians, the north, they're saying, look, we've offended these people. We have to make amends. <laughs> let's support this man. Now, they could have said, ah, let's support Olufalaya. That's who you write who wants. But no, he picked someone that has been in the military that they feel is a pan-Nigerian person. And that's, I don't want to be like, I'm campaigning for Atiku. But I think, no, Obasanjo is actually pan-Nigerian. You can (laughs) can argue, but you can never accuse Obasanjo of tribalism. I don't think you can. I don't think. In fact, he he held the West with more iron than itself. Because they did not give you what. <laughs> no, you, you can't accuse him of tribalism. He made more friends. He threw his military base. He made more exactly. friends from northerners. Danny, so, Obasanjo was 
during his presidency, he was strong. Uh, he was strong in the south south. He was strong in the south. He was strong in the north. He was you about to the only. That's what him. gave Yaradua like standing. Yes, like he had. Yes. he had them. That's and they that were what for him. for him. And then the north gave him the presidency, and he, his party then brought out a northern candidate. Yeah. He, he was just. In fact. Yeah. In fact, a person like Jonathan would never have won his elections if he was like a candidate on his own. It's because he had passed through that who vice president and also had PDP structure behind him. That's why he won, because he's from a minority tribe. If you play tribal politics like that, you are not going to win. I don't think the job people I don't think the job people are up to I think they're up to five million. They are probably about forty something million. Even about thirty something. I also have probably about forty something to outer full and their get, numbers are always shady, yeah. but let's let's not talk about that. Today. No, they, they do have the numbers, but yeah, let's not let's not that's it's too it's too political. But so if someone like Jonathan would never have become president based on that, so that's what party structure actually gets you. Is the fact that there are people in specific areas that are saying, you know what, I belong to this collective, I will implore my people, even though they don't know that person, they know me. I will stand in place for, for that you. person. If he fucks up, hold my shirt. Sorry, that's what. If he <laughs> messes okay. up, <laughs> okay. if he messes up, hold my shirt. But now people are discussing structure for. Oh, I don't know. Sir. Let's see. It's going to be a very interesting it's election. Quite interesting. No doubt. Yeah. It's quite interesting. See, my my mom is also a political commentator. She hmm. totally hates all our options. <laughs> Wow. She hates her options. This is quite sad. She's like I said, I mentioned she's quite marked. Yeah. So she believes in the revolution. I grew up, I grew up under the tutelage of them saying that we should, even if it's just us, we should start the revolution. Yeah, like Mark, I mean, Mark they were they were talking about them. I mean, they were talking to themselves like they would like you know they were part of all these groups. They started all mm-hmm. these NGOs. They really so like she really believes that only the revolution can mm. save Nigeria. And she really hates that the revolution is kind of standing for Peter Obi. Because mm, this is, this is, I'm sorry, this is not the revolution. It's not a revolution, mm. but like it, it, it's 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 the it's the most it's the most that we've gotten. I that show you Barry's wave in twenty fifteen was stronger than this. How was it? You were alive then, weren't you? Okay, maybe you know I was in secondary school, so I wasn't really uh, as aware. Okay, let, let me tell you what it was. Buari always had like about eleven to twelve million votes in the north. Please. Um ACN. Before it wasn't winning elections. He was always second. Exactly. I was about always coming running running up. Yeah. Tinobu had a not I don't want to say Tinobu because people keep making this this mistake. Tinobu's political power is based on a lot of people. So it's not like it's it's not Buari. That is Baba that is revered for his wisdom. Uh, uh, he religious. trained. He trained people. You know, in, enough uh, aside, to stand tra- aside in training, line. He basically positioned himself to benefit from a lot of local politicians. So a lot, a lot of local. That's why you have someone like Arab Shola. People, Arab Shola always delivered the martial arts. Someone like there's one other person that uh, that's. I can't remember, but all these fashionists they had their bases in their local areas. It's not like, um, say, in other states. You know, they are voting blocks in other states. So mm-hmm. All those old, oh, there's a, in 2023, Lama was governor between 1999 and 2003, and he still has a Lama additional faction. Faction. That's under the APC right now. That his son is, yes, his son is administering. Yes. 
Do you get? So it's all those tiny, tiny fractions. Ah, if you have an additional fraction, you did them, I believe. You eat with them, you everything with them. And they tell you that, eh, it will be the best thing since sliced bread. And you should vote against. They, they are not outside uh, like that. No, even if they are outside, I'm waiting pay you, you do. Exactly. Election is about interests. So you have to align it. And that's what Tinubu has managed to do over time. In fact, that's what we're saying right now. I've never seen the level of antipathy like this election. <laughs> what do you mean five governors are not working with this guy? I mean, there was some in 2015, but five governors are not working with him. Some people are doing their own, it will be left. And then Tinubu always seems to be benefiting all this, of all these things. There are people in the north right now that feel they are indebted to him. Maybe he has done good things for them. And they want to pay back. There are funny. people in we different need to, places. We need to, we need to what's the word? Unpack. Uh, <laughs> Unpack. It's a lot. He, he has worked fast. He's worked fast. He's been working for a long time. He's not, he did not start politics in 1999. Right? As a senator in 1992. True, true. If you are a senator in 1992, that means you must have started politicking at least eight he years before. Yeah, he's been like he's been yeah, in different places for way back. For a long time. You get so. I don't know how people are like, I don't know how the elections are going to go ultimately, but I think I have an idea of how it's not going to go. And I don't want to. So, how do you think it would not go? Please. (laughs) Obedience will kill me. (laughs) You already said it. Yeah. You already said it. Anyway, realistically, the the battle is basically between Atiku and Tinubu, and it's quite interesting. Let me cut you off there because. I used to say this, but Peter will be as even for the mere fact that I think he's going to get the majority of votes in the East. That's one geopolitical one. You don't play with that. It's even it's though I don't think he has a lot of strength outside the zone. But that's all. Please include him. But like you've been saying, mm. it's not the number of votes. It's, mm. the, um, it's, it's, the, it's the spread yes. that's most important. Yes. And it's going to be difficult since... Yes someone seems to have a hold on like especially Lagos voting power yeah but we'll be eating to some of that it but, would, it would i mean if if out of seven million Lagos has seven million registered voters i reckon maybe six million got their pieces if we have 50 percent now that's three million people if tinobu gets 1.5 of that they're done very well 1.5 million votes if the next person gets 500 if he gets two out of three and next person gets the other guys share 500 that's a one million start you need three states you need almost all the votes in the East to beat us. It's just the technicality of the winning. That's why I think it's going to be difficult for yeah, no, it is But then it's, it's that, just like you said, his voters can just prove both of us wrong. Yeah, his I, voters I hope can so. Just, they can just I, prove, so. I really hope they prove me wrong. You see, I, I don't like politicians. I, I, I prefer to be an observer than a participator. So I... I just want to see what they can do. I am going to vote. I have my PDP. I know. Do, do, you, do you think? Let me turn your whatever on you. Do you think you are going to go into politics at any point in your life? No, I doubt it. Why? Why? <laughs> Why should I? Why should it's, you? Oh me! I I feel like it's gonna be difficult to be a good person, and I feel good knowing that I'm a good person. Who's a good person? <laughs> Who is a good person? Yeah. It's just cause, like you know. As a student of ethics, yeah. it's just made me more. It's, it's going to be difficult for ethicists to participate in politics. It's, it's all my um, difficult. What do they call this um, thing in ethics? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. There's utilitarianism. There's the. There's one D. I can't remember. Yes. Well, I'm using your 
whatever it is. There's the this one that says, yeah, the ontological, <laughs> thank you, the ontological school of thought, yes. that says that basically that the end justifies the means. The end justifies if you subscribe to that. My problem is that the end mm. cannot justify me. The end ah, what if you are going there to do what magic? If, that's my problem. For the, for the, me, my, my, my problem is for the sake of two million, mm-hmm. I cannot hurt one. Mm. I cannot. Because but, some school of thought also says that bad is bad, no matter whether you did it to for the greater good mm-hmm. or anything. Bad is just still bad. Yeah, but, okay, let me not push it further. But, <laughs> bad is just still bad. Yeah, but when you say like, I, I really like, I honestly, I think those are things that people have made you believe or made people believe that you have to be a bad person to get into politics. I don't think you have to be a bad person. I think you have to be a crafty person. <laughs> okay. You don't. I. I'm serious. You don't have to kill people, or like. You might not agree, but do you think she imagines a bad person? I feel like he's appealing to, like he's doing majority of what mm-hmm. they are asking him to do, and mm-hmm. then that's okay. That's what Nigerians say. The Teban code, even if you are embezzling money, like work. let us work. Let us yeah. see you working. Like oh, that's is your is your issue with is your issue code. <laughs> No, Joe. Koja is not problem. Like, make us feel comfortable. They don't yeah. even care enough to be yeah. asking you for accountability. How did you spend this money? Uh, so they are not I asking think that you. You have a very strong ideological base, and you'll be useful in Nigerian politics. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. So, so I mean, think about it. I guess the circumstances we'll see. of this election. Yeah. Um. What What do you want to? No, like circumstances are. Oh, you said that you know what will not happen. Yeah, and you don't think. And then when I agreed with you, why Mm -hmm. did you now say that I should not say that? (laughs) Because all of this is still uh, there's reality, and then there's calculations. You can calculate based on numbers, based on past electoral results, based based on voting bases, based on a lot of things, and a lot of us have had that in mind, but. The unexpected can always happen. One day is a long time in politics. Anything can happen. Look, I don't that sorry, there are things I don't want to say. But if a certain candidate does not make it to the election of the day, we'll be can win. Yeah, I know who. <laughs> I know who. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not wishing I would never wish anybody that. Yes. Yeah, but I'm just saying that if that happens, it can happen to anybody, even the fittest person on earth. But I'm just saying. Don't write him off completely. I think that I don't think he will win, but I think that he has fought a good fight, and I think I think he has overachieved as a way he is right now, and he's still working. Immense respect. I didn't think he was going to win three states when he started, even one. But now I'm giving him the entire southeast. Exactly. He has worked. He really worked that man has worked. But I really don't think he will win at the end of the day. But then let's not say it's that just, it's, it's only, unexpected yeah let's not say that it's only between two people i used to say that but i've had to correct myself because if someone holds a geopolitical zone and that's part of another is a is, a, is a contender is a contender okay. so yeah, yeah let's get, let's give I him his flowers his yeah. like, i get where you're coming from i get yeah. where you're coming from yeah. ah it was so amazing it was i don't want it to end but <laughs> We have to go. Yeah. So, guys, uh, we 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 had fun. I don't know if you guys had fun listening. To, you guys are having fun listening to us. But um, please do not forget to follow me. Click 
be follow at the top and again if you would like to have any discussions or criticisms about this topic hashtag it was top but on twitter and i will be saying it do you want to say something special? yes if you don't follow it was top pod the person you don't want to win will win, we'll win. <laughs> <laughs> you heard so me follow. so follow my podcast thank you guys bye see you later bye guys, bye guys.